Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Valentine's Day, the way to their heart is through Uncommon Goods. I am so stoked about the gift that I helped Daisy pick out for her best friend, the Instant Colorful Tea Latte Set. Not only does her bestie love tea, she's also an artist and into all things aesthetic, so this gift was a perfect match. Uncommon Goods has thousands of meaningful gifts that you can't find anywhere else. One-of-a-kind gifts that are perfect for your one-of-a-kind love. Uncommon Goods offers a wide variety of uncommon experiences that make for the perfect romantic date night. These live virtual classes include topics like aphrodisiac cooking for two, magic and mixology, romantic map making, and more. From personalized art and fine jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the United States. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. So, awesomes, to get 15% off of your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash awesome. That's uncommongoods.com slash awesome for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. It's February 11th, 2022, and we are days away from Valentine's Day. But to be honest, you guys, this year, instead of thinking about how to do cute or fun things for my family or like my kids' friends, I'm thinking about me, myself. How can I be a better Valentine to myself? Not just on Valentine's Day either. How can all of us love ourselves really well and why should we even be concerned with that? Well, I'm joined today by my longtime friend and co-host and creator of SimplyRebecca.com, Rebecca Hoffer. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, Meg. It is lovely to be here with you today. I am so thrilled that we get to have this conversation. This is something I feel like you and I kind of talk about in various ways, especially because you know that you and I are both really big proponents of the idea of loving what you love as a big part of enjoying life. And I think that's going to fit into our conversation today. I'm so thankful that you're taking some time to talk to me about this whole topic. I'm curious, and I'm putting you on the spot, on a scale of one to 10, mm -hmm. how good do you think you are like right now in this moment in your life, in the season of your life? How good are you at loving yourself? Mm. Oh. Okay, on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. Well, this is too hard of a question. <laughs> Can I give multiple numbers? I think when it comes to like <laughs> indulging in what feels good in the moment, I'm yes. really good at that. Okay. I think for me, that would probably be like 
an eight or a nine, maybe even a nine. Good. I'm really good. Yes. Like, I think it's part of that ESFP personality type that totally. I love to lean into what feels good. But I think loving yourself is also, it's like a double-sided coin, right? Like there's the mm-hmm. parts of like giving yourself permission to be indulgent in yourself and what you love. But then there's also maybe kind of some of like the tough love that you have to give yourself of this is actually good for you, even though it doesn't maybe feel good. Like, you know, like right. getting some exercise, drinking enough water, mm-hmm. going to bed at night. Those are all things that are ways that you can love yourself. On that scale, hmm, my number probably is quite a bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking like, that's the part I'm good at more. I think for actual self-care, being responsible with myself, I think I'm like eight, nine in that range. Wow. But when it comes to giving myself permission to just have fun with something and also make myself a priority and put something that I want ahead of maybe what other people want. Oh, that's yeah. like a, that's that's like a two for me. <laughs> Yeah, that could be pretty hard. Yes. Okay. Well, we have so much we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what the research says about why we should be loving ourselves well and treating ourselves well. We're going to give some examples from our own lives. And we have some really great examples of what this looks like, practically speaking, from the awesome. So we have so much to cover when it comes to this topic. I can't wait to talk about it. How can we love ourselves well, like right now in the midst of Valentine's season for sure, but every day of the year, year round. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesome, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We are so thrilled to tell you that you have found yourself in one of the best places in the world to be if you are looking for support and friendship and ways to make your life a little better bit better, a little bit more awesome. And if you want even more awesome in your life, we would love to have you join our Superstar Awesome community. That's what we call our Patreon supporters. And for our superstars, we have so much good stuff. We have hundreds of hours of ad-free exclusive episodes. We have ad-free versions of this show. We are doing a really fun romance reading challenge this year cooked up by me and Rebecca, mostly Rebecca. (laughs) I couldn't help it. It's so much fun. It's so fun. We give you our number so you can text us your thoughts. Truly, we have so much good stuff for you guys. We'd love for you to get into it. It's so easy to sign up at patreon.com slash sorta awesome. Okay, so Rebecca and I, we are going to be talking all about how we can love ourselves better and why we should be doing that. I'm so excited for us to get into that conversation. But before we do, Rebecca, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you are new to Sort of Awesome, then know that our Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now. Whether it's a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, something that we are loving that is bringing that sparkle to our lives. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? This might be the first time in sort of awesome history that my awesome of the week is a makeup product. Ooh, I'm on board already. Tell me everything. I mean, I wear makeup. I wear makeup often, most days of the week, but I don't ever feel like I'm 
super good at like exploring new things, trying things out, testing things, seeing what I like, what I don't like. So this is pretty uncommon for me to come with something that I really love. But if you are hesitant to take my advice, since I've clearly laid out that I don't often give makeup advice, (laughs) this item was also recommended by the lovely Jamie Golden. Oh, she is the other half of the Popcast podcast, Mm -hmm. but she also, most importantly here, is a huge fan, huge fan of makeup and skincare. It's like her obsession is to deep dive into that world. So Mm -hmm. this recommendation originally came from her. It is an eyeliner. It is the Wet n Wild Breakup Proof Eyeliner. Okay, I love a breakup proof. Tell me I mean, more. If Valentine's Day doesn't end up going <laughs> the way you hoped, <laughs> this eyeliner will stick with you and stay on and you don't have to worry about it. It is a waterproof eyeliner and Jamie recommended the liquid liner. It comes in a liquid liner. I accidentally purchased the pencil liner, the gel liner, but I have to tell you that I really, really like it. I really like the gel liner. If you have ever experimented with a pencil liner, you know that sometimes they can dry out. They just don't go on super smooth. This is so soft and almost buttery to go on. But the thing about it is that it doesn't move. I don't have very hooded eyes, but I think as I'm aging, as I'm getting older, and as I'm becoming more aware of my eye shape, I recently was noticing that my eyeliner was smudging and leaving a smudge on my eyelid. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, what is happening here? This is not working. (laughs) This does not look good. So I tried this breakup proof liner and that has completely stopped. Okay. It is not transferring to my lids at all. Again, I have the gel liner and I really like it. Maybe even the best part about this drugstore makeup is the price. It is just $2.19. Okay. All right. I mean, that's worth experimenting with, right? Heck yeah, it is. Less than three bucks. And if you are a fan of liquid liner and you want to try that one, that one is just over $5. So it is not... A big investment and it's worth giving a go. I really like it. Again, it's called the Wet n Wild Breakup Proof Eyeliner. Wet n Wild definitely has some really fantastic products. And I tend to think of it as, you know, this cheap line that I used to wear when I was in high school and couldn't afford, you know, to buy better quality than that. But their quality since I was in high school, obviously that was decades ago, but their quality has improved so much. And I have to say too, liquid eyeliner, there's a little bit of a learning curve there, but a gel eyeliner is usually pretty forgiving. So I'm really excited for you that you picked that one up. Yeah. Normally, like you said, I think I would be scared to pick up an eyeliner that costs just two bucks. You'd be like, this is not going to be good. I am going to purchase this again for sure. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, I actually have a product to talk about this week too. Mine is a line of CBD gummies from a company called Wild, and it's spelled W-Y-L-D. That's so funny. Wild Both of ours CBD. have Wild in our names today. <laughs> that is hilarious. I did not make that connection. 
we did not plan that, obviously. No, <laughs> so you can do wet and wild eyeliner. You can go wild with wild CBD gummies. <laughs> All right. So obviously, like a big disclaimer across the top, if you are interested in checking out a CBD product, you should check with a healthcare provider first, clearly. But Rebecca, I have been curious about different forms of using CBD as a way of, for me, helping with anxiety, but there's a lot of reasons why people check out CBD. So I did a deep dive, so you guys don't have to, (laughs) on the CBD subreddit on Reddit and just did a lot of reading and research because, you know, when it became federally approved in our country, in the United States, I think it was like in 2018, for companies to sell products with CBD in it, there was like an explosion of all different companies. You know, all different companies are incorporating CBD in various products. And it's like, does this really make a difference? What am I even looking for? So I found out a few things. First of all, I found out when you're looking at CBD products, there's two main types that you're going to want to look at. The first kind is called full spectrum and a full spectrum CBD supplement may contain THC. So that THC is the part of the cannabis plant that gets you high. It can be habit forming in some people and it may show up on drug tests. So if you are somebody who has to do drug tests for work or whatever, that's something to be aware of that. Again, that's a full spectrum CBD product. Now, If you want something that's THC free, which is what I was looking for, then you're looking for something that is broad spectrum. So it is generally speaking, THC free may contain a trace amount, but anybody who is subject to drug tests, or if you're new to using CBD in any application and you just kind of want to start gentle and slow and see how your body chemistry responds to it, you definitely want to look for something broad spectrum, which is what wild CBD gummies are. So again, a lot of people have checked out CBD for managing anxiety, but it's also great for reducing inflammation. It can help you with managing pain. A lot of people use it to help with insomnia. And so those are just a few of the applications for CBD. Now, a lot of people will get the tinctures or the oils, and those are fine and good. To me, sometimes it's like your mileage may vary with the taste of those. So I was like, I want to check out a gummy, fruit flavored, easy to take. So I, again, did a bunch of research, did a lot of reading, landed on this company. They're out of the Pacific Northwest and they take their products really seriously. You can read on their whole website. This isn't an ad or it's not sponsored or anything, obviously. But if you're interested in this particular company, you can go read about all the different testing they do and those types of things. But I really am enjoying these. I like that they're really sweet and fruity. I am actually of their gummies. I'm only taking a half of one in the morning. And just that half of a gummy helps me to kind of, it's amazing, Rebecca. It's so magical. It helps me to not have that like kind of squeezed up tight feeling that anxiety gives me. Helps me to just feel just enough relaxed that I can focus on what I'm supposed to be working on. I'm not all distracted. It helps me to feel chilled out without feeling spaced out, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Just have a gummy. Is that something that Wild recommends that you experiment with the dosage, I guess you could say? Yes, absolutely. That is one thing that they talk about in their kind of questions on their website is 
to start with half of one and see how that makes you feel. And if you don't notice that much of an effect, maybe try a whole gummy. I think that they kind of recommended, they say most of their customers do one gummy per day. Wild also has a CBD drink, like a sparkling water. If that's what you're into, that's not my thing, but they do have that. And so they say that most of their customers either take one gummy a day or drink one can of their CBD drink a day. So, Well, super fascinating. I have not dipped my toe into the world of CBD. I think, like you said, when it first kind of came out onto the market, I saw it everywhere and there were like all these questions. Wait, does this get you high? Does it not get you high? What exactly are you signing yourself up for if you try something like this? So this is helpful. This is helpful information. And it's interesting to hear that you're taking one in the morning. I feel like I've heard of people using CBD a lot at night. Yes. And I think a lot of people, especially those who are looking for some help with insomnia, do find it more effective to take them at night so that you can kind of your brain can calm down if you, especially if you have racing thoughts Mm -hmm. or looping thoughts. In fact, Wild does have a line that is specifically their sleep one. I think it's their elderberry flavor is specifically for sleep, which I've talked about on the show before. I have no problems falling asleep. I am crashed out pretty much as soon as I lay down at night. So that wasn't my thing. But yes, if you are looking for something that will help you sleep, you could take it at night or check out a line that is specifically for helping sleep. Okay, well, great, Meg. Thank you so much for sharing this. Yes, and again, like I said, if you're interested, you should definitely, if if you're interested in checking out CBD, check with a healthcare provider who can kind of help you figure out what would work best for you. So those are our awesomes of the week this week. We always have links in the show notes if you want to go and check out what is awesome for us. And of course, we want to hear what is awesome in your life. We love to talk about that in our social media gatherings. So come and find us on Instagram. We are at Sorta Awesome Show on Instagram. We'd love to have you follow us over there. Come check out our Facebook community. It is the heart of the awesome community, the Sorta Awesome Hangout. You can find us there on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. We would love to have you join us to talk about your awesome of the week or a variety of things going on in life. We'd love to have you over there. Rebecca, we have so much to talk about. I can't wait to get into this. And we will get to our conversation when we come right back. Friends, this year, give yourself a break when it comes to meals for your family with every plate. You can experience full plates and full wallets with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every plate's quality ingredients come carefully packed and pre-portioned, helping you reduce food waste, like that bag of mixed greens that you throw out each week. I mean, not that I know anything about that. Choose between 17 recipes that change each week and you can swap out the proteins, the veggies, the sides to your liking. This is so perfect when you're feeding picky people in your family. This is the year to work smarter, not harder. Let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. Think of it this way. One meal from every plate is about the same price as one cup of coffee. Recently, I cooked up the lemon chive chicken legs with schmaltzy carrots and garlic mashed potatoes for my family. My kids went absolutely nuts over it. It is crazy to me that every plate is so easy and so incredibly affordable for a family as big as ours. So friends, try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code 
awesome 179. Again, you can try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code awesome179. Awesomes with the holiday season behind us, it's important to reprioritize yourself, especially with the days being cold and short. Focusing on your health and finding a routine that works for you should be put to the forefront. Stay on track with your health goals thanks to Care Of's daily packs that make taking your vitamins easy to stick to every day. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. You just take a short in-depth quiz about your health goals, your lifestyle. Care Of gives you personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. You can stick with what Care Of recommends or change up your pack at any time. Now, I'll be honest with you guys, I really love my supplements. Sometimes I overlook the importance of just a great daily vitamin, and I don't really trust what I can find on the shelves at the pharmacy, and so Care Of has been a godsend for me. The cute little packets are so easy and convenient to grab, and I 1000% trust the ingredients that Care Of uses. So for 50% off of your first Care Of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code AWESOME50. That's 50% off of your first Care Of order when you go to takecareof.com and enter code AWESOME50. Okay, I got to tell y'all that something that my kids think is so hilarious is when I tell them stories about how when I was a kid, we always had two or three two liters of soda in the fridge at any time. They cannot imagine it because we almost never have soda around here. I'm so uptight about them having too much sugar and other not great ingredients. So we usually just drink water. That is why they felt like they had hit the jackpot when their mother discovered Olipop. Here's the thing. Olipop is a new kind of soda. It tastes just like those sodas I grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop is the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America. They have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola and classic root beer, orange squeeze, Cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, they've got their newest flavor, classic grape. Now, my kids loved every single flavor, but man, that orange squeeze is my favorite. It takes me right back to my childhood in all the happiest ways. And you can receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Now, I recommend trying their variety pack. It's a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com awesome or use code awesome at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K. O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash awesome. Olipop can also be found in over 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Okay, we are back. And Rebecca, I kind of wanted to start our conversation with talking a little bit about what the research says, because sometimes, you know, it helps to know like, okay, I feel like, yeah, I do want to love myself more and better, but I've got some hangups about it. If somebody gives me the research on a thing and is like, technically, actually, science says that it's like it gives me permission to be like, oh, well, the science says this, so yeah, I should do this, right? Yes, because I think we can so easily talk ourselves out of prioritizing ourselves. But yes. goodness sakes, if science can tell us that it's actually right? scientifically beneficial, then we have to listen to that. Exactly, exactly. So I found a really great article from the University of Utah that kind of summarizes some of the research that is led by a woman named Dr. Kristen Neff. We've talked about Dr. Neff's work on Sort of Awesome before. She is the leading 
name and researcher in the area, broadly speaking, that we might call like self-compassion. So we're going to use a lot of different terms and phrases as we're talking about loving ourselves really well and taking care of ourselves. And so I wanted to start with an overview of the research that Dr. Neff has found when it comes to self-compassion. And I'm going to link in the show notes to that article so you can go and check it out if you'd like to yourself. But they kind of presented it like, what are some myths about practicing self-compassion? And then what does the research say? So Rebecca, the first myth that some people might believe when it comes to being compassionate to ourselves, loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, the first myth would be like self-compassion is a form of self-pity. Like if I'm compassionate to myself, then I might as well throw a pity party, right? Yes. (laughs) My mother, (laughs) this is probably part of the reason why I have a hard time (laughs) with self-compassion myself. I hear my mother's voice being, you know, I have no time for a pity party today. If you're going to throw a pity party, go to your room. Oh, no. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Which now as a mom of five, I understand where she was coming from. But (laughs) (laughs) the research actually shows that self-compassionate people actually tend to be less self-pitying. They tend to be less brooding about any misfortunes that come their way. When we are practicing self-compassion, we are actually reminding ourselves like, oh yeah, this bad thing happened and it hurts or it sucks and I don't like it, but I've made it through hard things before and I'm going to make it through this thing. So it's like the opposite of what you might think. And it turns out that it actually helps you to not have a pity party when you're able to more consistently love yourself and be compassionate towards yourself. How interesting. I thought that was so interesting. Another one, especially I think in Western culture, I think this one really comes through the idea that self-compassion means that it's like a weakness. Whereas the research shows that practicing compassion to yourself, loving yourself, prioritizing yourself, it's one of the most powerful sources of coping and resilience that we can do. When we go through a major life crisis, self-compassion appears to make all the difference in our ability to survive and to even thrive in the midst of hard times if we have that foundation of being compassionate to ourselves, which I thought was really interesting because I know for a lot of us in the past two years, basically all of our resilience has been tested. And for a lot of us, it's like depleted, right? Maybe just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a crazy long time of having to go through, you know, this ongoing crisis around us in our personal lives, in the broader culture, And so I think a lot of us are like, where can I get some more of that resilience that I need right now? Turns out being compassionate to yourself, loving yourself, speaking kindly to yourself, all of those things is a great way to build and rebuild resilience in ourselves, which I was like, okay, sign me up for that for sure. Okay, this is one that I do struggle with so much. The myth is self-compassion will make me complacent or it'll make me be lazy. Like if I'm too nice to myself, I'll just be lazy. Do you struggle with this idea? I, (laughs) this is a little close to home because I think I kind of am lazy. Mm. I think I just kind of think I am. I don't know about that, Rebecca. I don't know. You do a lot as a person running your home with three children and a wife to 
a husband who is often, you know, out and doing things in the community. That's a lot. You are consistently showing up to encourage people and cheer people on in like social media and okay keep going I don't know that's no, <laughs> <laughs> but here's an example I have no trouble like we said at the beginning I have no trouble indulging in the things that I enjoy and lately you know that's been reading and I think I will often hear from people I just don't have time to read a book mm. I mm-hmm, think this mm-hmm. myth is super common that if you're taking time to indulge in the things that you love or to, you know, just do something that maybe is not considered productive or like crossing something off of your to-do list, then yeah, you're lazy or you have too much time on your hands where other people, mm. they're much more productive. They have things going on. They're busy. There's always something else that they can be doing and should be doing. They don't have time to sit down during the day. They're just go, go, go. I'm not go, go, go. I'm not. Well, yeah. And I think a big part of loving ourselves really well is being honest with ourselves about who we are and how we're built, how we're designed. Like I'm not a go, go, go person either. When I have some downtime, I like to go to bed early. I really enjoy an early bedtime and I don't want to fill those hours after bedtime with more productivity. I just want to sleep. And as we understand ourselves better and our personalities better, I think that a big part of loving ourselves is accepting like, this is how I'm built. I'm never going to be the mom who, when my kids wake up on their birthday morning, they're going to have a balloon. What's it called? Like, Like an arch thing. Yes, there we go. I don't know. That's it. My kids are never going to wake up on the morning of their birthday to like a balloon arch outside of their room. I'm just, I don't have that level of energy to go in and plan special activities and do a holidays really big. Like we do celebrate things, but I don't have the energy level to do a big production about things. And it's taken me a long time to just accept that that is just how... I'm built. I do other things really well. It's just, that's not my energy level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of even a side trail, but I do think that the more we can accept and celebrate what we do bring to the dynamics in our lives, the relationship dynamics and those types of things, that's a huge step towards loving ourselves better. I really do think so. And the research shows that rather than being compassionate and loving to ourselves, rather than that making us lazy, it actually strengthens personal accountability. So it's almost as if the more kind you are to yourself, when it comes time for you to actually show up for a thing that you've committed to or that you need to do, whatever, you have that, it kind of goes back to that resilience thing. Like you have that resilience, you have that motivation to do what you need to do, to do what you've been asked to do. Because you are able to see yourself kind of as a person who can be counted on, who is accountable for the things they've committed to. So interesting thing that the research shows. Another one is that self-compassion is narcissistic. I think a lot of people are really afraid that they might tip over into narcissism. Whereas the research says that when you're compassionate to yourself, you're better able to be emotionally stable, regardless of the praise you receive from others. Like 
when you yourself are speaking to yourself in loving, kind, compassionate ways, the more you do that, the less you need other people to be focused on you, to praise you, to, you know, whatever, because you're already meeting that need for yourself. Mm, Oh, that's so good. I thought so too, particularly as we think about what does it mean to really be narcissistic? I know if you have grown up with a parent or somebody influential in your life who is narcissistic or had narcissistic tendencies, that we can sometimes find ourselves recreating those behaviors without even realizing what we're doing. And as it turns out, that if we can identify that and, you know, recognize I don't want to be that way, and then truly give our own selves all of the compassion and praise that we need, then we're not as tempted to fall into those behaviors where we're doing toxic things to draw out attention from those people in our lives. Wow, that's really good. And then the last one kind of ties into that idea that self-compassion or loving yourself is selfish. As it turns out, the research shows that self-compassion helps people sustain being able to care for others better. The more you take care of yourself, the more you're able to do the things that you want to do or that you need to do to take care of people in your life. Okay, that's one that I feel like I learned when my kids were little, that during nap time, if that was a good time for me to really get things done around the house. But then what I found was that if I wasn't giving myself that break during the middle of the day, that my attitude and energy level throughout the rest of the day suffered greatly, that I was much better equipped to handle the rest of the demands of the day if I actually took a time out for myself while my children were napping and sleeping or playing quietly in their room during a quiet time. That whole idea of if the oxygen mask falls down, put it on yourself first before you help somebody else. And I think especially as moms, we often feel like we need to fill every moment of the day with our productivity, especially the times when our kids aren't demanding of ourselves. That's when we can like look around the house and be like, oh, okay, well, what else? What laundry, what dishes, what meal planning, what other things should I be doing? But I truly, truly believe that I am a much, much, much better wife and mother when I take time during the day to have a little break. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And again, not only have you seen that in your own personal life and your own experience of life, that's exactly what the research shows to be true. So look at you being a textbook example here (laughs) of why it is so important to make yourself a priority, to love yourself, to turn inward towards yourself, to take care of yourself. I think that that is a great example. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to some of Dr. Kristen Neff's TED Talks, to some of her books. Again, she's really the leading authority when it comes to this whole idea of self-compassion, loving yourself. And she has so much, there's so much that you can dive into to learn more from her. So I'll put that in the show notes. So some reasons why we don't, we kind of already covered this, like we don't want to be narcissistic. Many of us have been really, really, really formed in this idea of doing something that's just for you is selfish, that it is morally negative to take care of yourself. And so we have a lot of baggage, a lot of burdens that we're carrying when it comes to this 
maybe we did have an example in our life, again, could have been a parent or any kind of influential adult in our life as we were growing up, who actually was more like on the toxic side of things, put themselves first in an unhealthy way. You know, if there were struggles with substance abuse or any other kinds of things, hurtful behaviors that impacted those around them, maybe we associate that in our minds with, oh, if I do what I want to do, it's going to hurt people around me. Well, we're not talking about that. But if you experience that growing up, then it's really hard to separate some of those things out and to kind of navigate, how can I take care of myself? And I want to believe and be able to see that it's not going to hurt the people around me, right? Like for you, you kind of had to experiment and see, oh, like if I run myself ragged doing chores and cleaning the house and all of these things that I don't want to do while my kids are napping, and then it turns out I'm a grouchy mom and I'm angry and I'm resentful and those types of things, you were able to adjust what you were doing and like, oh, if I can just watch Big Brother for a little while (laughs) while people are asleep, then when they get up, I'm happy and I'm excited to see them again. And we'll figure out a time to do the housework when I'm not having to deprive myself of something I want, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. That's so good. I think sometimes I know I have struggled with thinking I'm going to give myself too much grace. And like, what if I had too much freedom? What if I, you know, go off the deep end with it? And I think about this in terms of like a correlation being when people first start experimenting with intuitive eating, this concept, this philosophy that if you listen to what your body is telling you that you are craving, that you want, if you have lived your whole life governed by really strict food rules, And then someone says, no, you can trust your body to tell you what you need to listen to those cravings or telling you something that at the beginning you might be like, well, what if I just eat Twinkies all day long? What if I'm craving Twinkies and that's all I eat? And so truthfully, as you get into intuitive eating and you really start to listen to what your body's telling you, you don't actually crave Twinkies. Twinkies, maybe you want to have a Twinkie sometimes, but I hope that Twinkie doesn't Twinkie is listening to this. Big Twinkie is coming for you, Meg. (laughs) Podcast getting shut down. I know. Big Twinkie. But yeah, after a while, you realize, oh, no, I actually can trust myself. And intuitively, I do know that I actually do want to have like, I don't know, like some delicious salmon and blah, 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 whatever the thing is. Well, I think it's kind of the same thing. If we are not used to loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, and we start to give ourselves that freedom, we might be tempted to think like, what if I go off the deep end? What if I just never do housework again? Or like, what if I just, you know, fill in the blank thing that you might be afraid of? But it's the same thing as we begin to give ourselves that freedom and intuitively trust, like I am trustworthy. I can trust myself to know in what area I need to be loved and supported. And I can trust myself to do that for myself. It's actually really liberating and exciting to discover, oh, this is what I've been needing this whole time. Like Dorothy discovering the ruby red shoes. Like I had the shoes this whole time. I've had this intuition this whole time and I didn't know that I could trust it to tell me where I need to be loved and supported and how to do that. So something to think about too. Okay, that's really good. So I feel like what I'm hearing you say is maybe our fear or our tendency could be if I allow myself to have 
maybe an extra day or an extra few hours of rest when I normally would be coming home from work and cleaning up the kitchen and then go, 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 doing all the laundry and cleaning the bathrooms and like all this stuff. Instead, if I give myself permission to take a break, then who's to say that I'm not going to give myself permission to take a break again the next day and the next right. day and the next day. But right. what you're saying is that doesn't actually tend to happen. What happens is we refuel ourselves and then we're so much better equipped and ready to go to yes. conquer those tasks at a different time once our bodies have been cared for. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I'm trying and hoping I'm conveying. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's so reassuring. I hope so. I really do. And the last thing I want to say too is for many of us, either a religious belief, a religious culture, maybe family culture has really impacted how we feel about making time for ourselves, loving ourselves well. I know I'm going to say something really controversial. So everybody just Mm, buckle up. But this is just the truth. (laughs) I grew up in youth group days with this abbreviation for joy, J-O-Y, that was like, if you put Jesus first, others second, and you third, (laughs) J-O-Y, that is the key to joy in your life. Here's the controversy. Spoiler alert. That didn't bring me joy. It gave me a martyrdom complex that I'm still trying to overcome (laughs) to this day. (laughs) But if you think about it from the Christian perspective, I mean, Jesus himself said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. If you break that down, if you do not love yourself, literally, how can you love your neighbor? If your primary concern is, I'm afraid if I love myself too much or if I turn my priority towards myself, towards taking care of myself, then I'm just going to be selfish and I'm not taking care of people around me. I mean, think about that in that context. If you're not loving yourself, how can you love your neighbor? And then inversely, when we do love ourselves, when I love myself, I am able to love others more effectively because then I'm coming from a place of wholeness. When we've been raised to believe that loving ourselves is selfish, that we've got to put everybody else first ahead of us, then I know for me, and I can only speak to my experience, I was not loving people from a place of wholeness. I was loving people literally from a place of feeling like I had to martyr myself. Obligation. For the happiness. Yeah, obligation. Happiness of the people around me. It truly did not grow joy in me. It grew resentment. So for me, I discovered that when I feel good, I naturally want others to feel good too. I want to support and care for the people in my lives when I'm coming from that place of I've already been in a place of loving and supporting my own self. So there's my controversial minute for the day. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, though, Meg. It's so true. Well, I thought about like, what are some really practical ways? I'm just going to run through a list quickly based on some of the reading I did. But Later, we're going to talk about what we do. And the awesomes had some really good ideas too. But one really simple technique to start practicing self-love, if you've never really thought about how can I love myself better, the first thing is just get to know yourself. I think for a lot of people, particularly women, and particularly when you're in that sort of nurturing stage of life, we get disconnected from like who we even are. Where if somebody even offered to you hey, I want to give you the day off. What could you go do to just really love on yourself? 
I think for a lot of us, we'd be like, I don't even know. Like, what do I even want to do? What do I even like? There was this whole series of a TikTok and I cannot remember the creator. I'll see if I can find it. She was kind of laughing about a gift that her husband had gotten her because he thought it was something that she would like. But then jokes on her, she didn't like that thing, but she also didn't know, like she was saying jokes on me. I'm not saying jokes on her. She was saying, as I thought about it, I realized I don't even know what I like. So how can I expect my husband to know and get me like the perfect gift? I think it was like a Christmas gift or something. So one thing we can do is starting by getting to know ourselves better. I found a really great list. I'm going to link in the show notes, a list of 22 questions to get to know yourself. You could pick one. You could journal out your thoughts over it. You could even just look at the list and pick a question to contemplate, like before you take a shower or before you go for a walk, just give yourself some time to think about yourself and who you are and what you like, what you want, what your preferences are. Schedule time for activities that are just for you. Schedule time for rest that is just for you. Many of us live and die by our planners. I'm right there with you. Put that time in the planner. Make it a practical thing that you're going to get to that day is spending time doing something that loves and supports you. Follow social media accounts that make you feel good and delete the stuff that doesn't. Rebecca, this has been one of the most self-loving things that I have done. I did not realize how many accounts I followed that just made me feel bad about some area of my life. Not that the creator was trying to do that. It's a me issue, not a them issue. But because it was my issue, then I needed to unfollow that account and replace it with things that did make me feel like kind of helped me feel supported and turned my thoughts towards myself. Embrace imperfection. Remember that this is a journey that if we've been raised in a mindset that loving ourselves, putting ourselves in a place of priority is bad or negative or sinful or harmful, that we're not just going to wake up one morning and be like, I love you self. (laughs) (laughs) But it's definitely a journey. So those are some kind of practical things to get us going on this journey together. And I hope that Sword of Awesome is something that both the community and on the podcast, I hope that you all have felt supported in that through the years, because I think that we have been on a journey with this. Don't you think, Rebecca? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it takes intention to get to know yourself and what is truly giving you energy and what is draining your energy and how you can deal with those things in your life that are draining your energy in a healthy and productive manner. And I think a lot of this falls into that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, we wanted to share some ways that self-love, loving yourself, compassion for yourself, supporting yourself. What does that look like in our lives? And what do the awesomes have to say? We asked this question in the Hangout group. I'm gonna link in the show notes to the actual thread because so many people chimed in with so many great ideas. It was filled with encouragement and practical things and mindset things. So I'm going to link in the show notes so you guys can go check that out. We're going to share some of our favorites when we come right back. Awesomes, one thing we all need to be taking care of is our gut. Stick with me here, friends, because our gut's impact literally everything, your weight, your mood, your digestion. And because your gut houses up to 80% of your immune system, a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling 
your best. Unfortunately, our bodies are being attacked every single day and wreaking havoc on our gut health. Things like stress and toxins, even what we eat on a daily basis. I mean, our bodies are doing the best they can in this crazy world, but sometimes we need just a little extra support. Thankfully, with Just Thrive Probiotic, it's now easier than ever to give your gut what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough award-winning probiotic is the only product on the market that's proven to turn your gut into an antioxidant factory, meaning you get maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support. It's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, and non-GMO. So if you're looking for the best in gut health and immune support, choose the clinically proven, award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. Make this the year that you take care of you. For a limited time, get 15% off when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code awesome at checkout. That's 15% off when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code awesome at checkout. Okay, friends, I need to tell you that even though my husband Kyle coached college football for over 10 years and constantly talked about the importance of electrolytes for athletes, I never thought it was something I needed for myself. Now, as you may know, I'm not an athlete, not even close. So I am so grateful that I've learned so much more about electrolytes from Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. No junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, and that's no BS. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, and weakness. Now, this is an absolutely true story. Recently, when I was sick with the virus, I got a migraine attack that I could not shake. None of my usual remedies worked. Kyle suggested I should try some electrolytes. I started hitting the element hard, and within 48 hours, that migraine was gone. I am such a convert to how well Element's electrolyte mix can support my health now. And Element is so sure that you will love their product and come back for more that they're offering you a free Element sample pack. That's eight single-serving packets free. Just cover the cost of shipping, and that's $5 for U.S. customers. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash awesome. This deal is not available on their regular website. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash awesome. Element offers a no questions asked refund, so you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend, and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You got nothing to lose. Go to drinkelement.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. We are talking all about loving yourself. Be your own Valentine, not just on Valentine's Day, but every day of the year, loving ourselves, supporting ourselves, taking care of ourselves. Rebecca, what are some ways that come to mind for you? Could be lighthearted, could be more serious, that you're really taking care of yourself well when you're doing these things. Okay, well... (laughs) As we have alluded to and said many times on this podcast, that we are big fans of saying, love what you love. And I have embraced that fully. And here's the thing is when you give yourself permission to really just embrace and deep dive the things that are bringing you joy, there's only more joy. There's only more joy. And there is no room in my head for condemnation over that what I'm obsessing over, 
or the fact that I'm obsessing at all is frivolous or it's stupid. It doesn't matter. Listen, I'm not here for that. I love taking something that is bringing me joy and like deep diving that thing almost to death. (laughs) Yes. Because the thing is, is that when I really deep dive into one of these things, it's not death. It's not at all. It's never sorrow. It's only joy upon joy upon joy. And so for me, that looks like being mega obsessed with The Bachelor and The Bachelor franchise shows and then taking that a step further and listening to podcasts that do deep analysis of the show and what it says about the social structure of our country and what it's saying about race and fat phobia and feminism and all of those things. And I find that taking this silly show and like really diving into it has made me a better person. Yes. It's a silly show for fun, but allowing myself to follow those rabbit trails of obsession has only brought me more joy. As you know, I am a slight fan of One Direction and Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for me, really diving deep into that has been indulging in all that there is to offer on TikTok and YouTube and listening to their music without ceasing. And currently, I am reading the autobiography that One Direction wrote in 2014. You know what? I feel zero negativity about this in my life. Am I reading an autobiography about a boy band? Yes, with no shame. It's just joy. It's yes, all it is, just joy. Yes. Another thing that I find is really good for me, really, really good for me, is taking before and after cleaning photos. Ooh, that's a great idea. I love it. The reason being, I don't like to clean. I don't like to clean and I don't like to declutter. I don't like to organize. I am not a natural neat freak, quote unquote. Mm, It's not mm -hmm. natural for me. I have to force myself to do it. But the saddest faction that comes from a job well done is so good. So good. But when you look at actual on your phone, on the camera, physical evidence of this is what this space looked like 30 minutes ago, and this is what it looks like now, it's like the biggest pat on the back for me yes. for like adulting and doing something I don't want to do. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes self-care is doing the things that you don't want to do, but they need to be done. And like, you're going to feel good when it's, it's done. But the process of it, ooh, the process of getting yourself started can be so difficult. So for me, if I just snap some before photos of my chaos in my home or whatever it is, that kind of help pushes me into the direction of, OK, now let's make this impressive. And then afterwards... I can just pat myself on the back and even better yet, I can show the pictures to my husband. (laughs) Yeah. And I can be like, look, look, aren't you proud of me? (laughs) Love it. Isn't this so good? (laughs) It really makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I've done a job well done. Yes. I love that idea. I hate to clean too. I hate it. And so I'm going to experiment with that myself. I'm really loving that because just being able to have that visual 
because I do, I mean, I love to walk into a clean room as much as anybody else. But then to be able to remember like, oh my gosh, just a little while ago, this room looked like this. Yes. So satisfying. I know for me, I am right there with you with Love What You Love, no matter how niche it is, no matter how much the people in your life don't understand it, just being fully all in on something. I know that I'm really loving myself well. And when I even frame it that way, for example, my current obsession is the TV show Yellow Jackets. I have talked to Kyle about it as much as I can. He doesn't want to hear any more of my theories. (laughs) So I read the subreddit. I watch YouTube videos. And also I am intentional. I'm like present in the moment to realize, kind of like you were saying, I'm doing this for me. This is fun for me. I am choosing to spend my time this way. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm choosing it because it brings me enjoyment and satisfaction to do this deep dive and to be fully in on this whole, you know, the fan experience of this TV show. I definitely, definitely do a lot of the more self-parenting things, putting myself to bed early washing my face, my whole skincare routine. We've talked about how this is such a big part of self-care for me. And then also recognizing that I am the kind of person that I do like praise. I like words of affirmation. That is my biggest love language. It really speaks to me when I have that praise coming in. And so for me, just going crazy with affirming myself whether it's looking in the mirror and being like, oh, you look nice today. Or, you know, when I do something that I didn't think I was going to be able to do, pushing through and getting it done, I will just shower my own self with praise. For me, that has been so helpful because I don't feel like I am reliant on people around me to notice and say like, good job, you. Because I do it to it probably an excessive amount, but it's not hurting anybody and it's helping me. Do you say it out loud or do you just say it in your head to yourself? It's mostly in my head. It's mostly to myself. But, you know, if I'm in an, <laughs> like in my car or in my room while I'm working and nobody's going to, you know, be like, what's going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in there? Then I'll say it out loud, but it's a lot of inner self-talk for me. And I'm just, you know, total freedom, just total reckless abandon to the affirming words for myself has been really, really good for me. All right, let's talk about some of the things that the awesomes have said are ways that they know they're really taking care of themselves. I love this one from Awesome Michelle. She knows she's really loving herself and taking care of herself well when she sees the sun and walks a little bit every day. She put in parentheses, I'm solar powered. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I love that phrase. I'm the same way. Getting out in the sunshine a little bit every day and just being, you know what? I'm solar powered. I got to do this for myself. I love that. It's so smart. So wise. Rachel said, reading a book for fun at least 10 minutes when I wake up in the morning. I love this because I feel like I've often heard people say, maybe in the morning is when you can do some of your nonfiction, like learning, reading. It's a great time to better yourself through your reading. But she's Mm -hmm. leaning into it. She's like, no, it's just for fun. First thing in the morning, 10 minutes. And I got to tell you, my ideal ideal way to wake up is to A, wake up naturally on my own, no alarm clock, no kids screaming, crying. 
B, roll over, grab a book off my nightstand and lay in bed for another hour. That's the ideal way for me to start my day. So, Rachel, I am right there with you reading a book for fun for at least 10 minutes. First thing. I love that. So fun. Awesome. Megan said that for her, it's doing something that will make me feel like I'm in a good place or a better place emotionally. So for her, she said that means like blasting a song that she loves, really belting out the lyrics, dancing around if she's able to. She said the louder the singing, the more terrible the dancing, the better I usually feel by the end. And I'm totally on board with that. I do that a lot too. Sarah said, gifts are my love language. So I subscribe to curated boxes like BoxyCharm, FabFitFun, Fairtrade Friday. And every time they come, it's like a little love gift to myself. She adds, I'm a homeschooler. So I joke that it's my teacher appreciation gifts. (laughs) I love it. I'm fully on board with that. That is so smart to do. You know, Sarah was not the only one who commented that as somebody who has gifts as their main love language, that they have started tapping into taking care of that need themselves. Similarly to how you were saying with the words of affirmation, you're no longer relying on other people to fill that need for you. But She's no longer relying on others just to supply all these gifts. She's loving on herself in that way. And it's actually incredibly smart. Incredibly smart. Yes. And a fantastic investment. It really is. It really is. I totally am on board with all of that. Awesome Leanne said that she practices self-parenting. She said, including asking myself what I need in the moment and then doing that thing. And then Awesome Laura followed up with, I call this being my own friendly waitress, like, what do you need, hun? A glass of water? Some fresh air? <laughs> I love that idea. Because for some people, maybe the self-parenting doesn't really click for you. But being the waitress to yourself and just like, hey, what can I get for you? What are you needing right now? I love that. So smart. Elizabeth had some really wise words to share. She said, I honor my energy levels and natural tendencies. I work hard to structure my days and my weeks and even seasons according to what's natural for me. Historically, I have more energy in the early part of the week. I look forward to Mondays and when the weather is cooler. I like to start the week with a bang, so Mondays are full. I work Tuesday through Thursday, so I'm falling apart by Thursday evening. Then Friday is a day of rest. Friday night plans are the worst for me, but if I stay home and make it restful, I'm able to do fun things then on Saturday. I'm more likely to take on a big project in the fall and winter because I'm chronically fatigued in the summer. The heat just Mm. zaps every ounce of energy. So the month of August is brutal. But in October, I am my very best self. I mean, so smart. How wise is this to really structure your expectations for yourself around your body's natural drive and energy instead of Mm. expecting Mm. yourself to be equally as productive Monday through Sunday to actually take a moment and be like, okay, wait, how can I structure my week to really Mm. take advantage of where my energy is falling? Yes, I love that. And like Elizabeth, I have kind of started doing this. I want to explore this more, but to think about productivity in terms of energy management instead of time management and to do the things that require the most energy when I know I'm going to be at peak energy and when I know I'm going to be in my 
down energy moments to just give myself some time to be in that moment and not feel like I got to force more productivity. So our friend Julie, a sort of awesome regular Julie, had a couple of ideas, including she said, I order lunch for myself on the days I work from home. It's so nice to not think about which restaurant works for my kids or for my husband. It's just one order just for me, total indulgence that makes me very happy. So I thought that's a really good idea. Sometimes we think about taking ourselves out to eat, but if you're working from home, just be like, I'm going to order myself a little lunch and pick whatever I want from wherever I want is really a great way to love yourself, I think. Carissa says something so wise. She says, accept and believe compliments. Yes. Right? Why is that so hard to do? Yeah, I know. I know. I think it's like built into us. I think we heard other people in our lives, maybe our mothers or other influential people in our lives, just when a compliment's given, just be like, oh, this old thing or, oh, you know, like try to explain away the thing. I don't think many of us had modeled the idea of just saying like, thank you to a compliment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that she shared that. Gina, awesome Gina, left a really long one. I'm going to read part of it that I think is so good because she's really talking about boundaries. And in a lot of the reading and research I did to prepare for this, one of the themes that came up over and over again is a great way to love yourself, to support yourself, is to set really good boundaries in your life. So Gina said, I refuse to say negative things about myself, even internally. It's okay to say I made a mistake or that I did something wrong, but I don't let it turn into insults. If I wouldn't say it about my best friend, I don't say it about me. She also said, I stopped taking the blame when other people act like jerks. No more, I should have known, I shouldn't have trusted them, etc. If someone else displays rude or hurtful behavior, that is on them, not on me. And I thought that that was really powerful too. I know that many of us kind of have taken up this thing of, oh, I should have done this differently or or even trying to guess if somebody's mad at us and being able to say, no, if somebody is mad at me, then that's their emotion. That's on them if they want to have a conversation about it. But I'm not going to use my time and emotional energy anymore in guessing if somebody is mad or offended or annoyed with me. Putting up those boundaries can be a really, really helpful thing, I think. It's so wise. It can be so challenging. This is a really good encouragement and reminder. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, the last one that I have is from Jessica. She said, making myself take the time to make art. It's one of my favorite things, but I always have such a hard time getting started. There's always so many things I can put ahead of it, but I always feel better after I do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that just really taps into what you were saying before about prioritizing the things in our lives that make us feel good and that bring us joy. And it's difficult sometimes to put that in the schedule. But I like that she, I don't know quite what this looks like for her. If she's like actually writing it in her planner or on the calendar, but she's really taking the time, setting intentional time aside for this hobby. And it's so smart. It really is. Again, a lot of this comes back to love what you love. As it turns out, when you're loving what you love, you're loving yourself. And so for some of us who have a hard time knowing where to start with loving and supporting ourselves, maybe start there. So 
All right, Rebecca, if anybody would like to find you to have follow-up conversation about any of this, maybe talk One Direction autobiographies with you, (laughs) whatever the case may be. Yes. Where can we find you all around the web? My website is simplyrebecca.com and my favorite place to hang out in social media is Instagram, where you can find me at simplyrebecca. Okay. And you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on all of the social media. Don't forget to come find us and follow us on social media. You can search Sorta Awesome, whatever platform you're on, hashtag Sorta Awesome, so we can have great conversations with you. We're so thankful to have you be part of our community. So Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.